Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from LCP Delta. I'm John Sloan. And I'm Sandra Trittin. And together we are exploring how the energy transition is unfolding across Europe through conversations with guests from the leading edge of the transition. Welcome and hello to a new episode of Talking New Energy. I'm, I'm having today two guests, um, Christina Hepp, the Director of Innovation and Intelligence at Sonnen, and Nigel uh, from LCP Delta, who's Research Manager for New Energy Business Models. And today, it's also my first time that I'm moderating that alone, um, because John is somewhere hovering around uh, uh, important meetings and conferences. So, but I hope we can uh, provide you today anyway with a really insightful and thoughtful conversation and discussion. Today, uh, we, are, we are having a look at, uh, at Sonnen as its uh, journey that it overtook over, ma over the many years and decades already and have a, have a look of uh, Christina's thoughts looking back and looking into the future and getting a bit reflection also from Nigel in terms of what are the developments that we are overall seeing in the industry. Nigel, welcome. Hello. And um, would be great uh, to get a bit of insights from your, from your paper that you wrote with regards to new business models in the energy industry, um, new players also evolving in the industry, and what's going on at the moment, right? Okay, great. Uh, thanks, Sandra. Um, yeah, what's going on? Well, it's a big question, but essentially we're, we're going through a series of transitions all at the same time. So um, we're going through a technology transition as we digitalize. We're going through a change in the obviously climate-related green transition. And also we're going through a customer transition as the customer becomes more demanding, becomes more digital, and also is very frightened. The crisis was a very scary experience and the customer wants more control and, and uh, over, over their energy bills. We, we talk a lot about high prices, but there's something different and that's volatility. Okay, high prices is bad, but volatility is even worse, right? Because that's frightening. I don't know, that's an experience. High prices are bad, but volatility, I feel in my stomach, right? I hate it, it makes it scary. We need to give people control. So there's all these different transitions, but within that, there are lots of opportunities. And what we see is a shift. And the paper that you referred to is about our vision, our vision of the energy supplier of the future. What will energy supply look like in, in three years' time, in five years' time? And our belief, based on our analysis and research, is that energy, traditional energy supply will die. It will be replaced by energy management. That the, 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 floor in the, the floor in the old model is this. The old model is confrontational. It's me against you, the customer. I'm the supplier. I win if you use more energy, but you lose. But if you use less energy, you win and I lose. That confrontation is not suitable for the new world. Because in the new world, we need to win together. 
I need to make the transition and you need to help me. And so that's that's where we're going. We're going pretty... from... Sorry, yeah. Go ahead, Nigel, sorry. Well, no, it, it is. It's a profound change. It's a profound change in the model, but it's not just, this isn't just PowerPoint tech. We're seeing companies doing this across uh, Europe. And of course, we're going to talk to one of them today. Exactly. So thank you. Thank you for making that transition and welcome again, uh, Christina. And um, probably just for our listeners, I mean, most of them will know who is Sonnen and what you are doing, but probably it would be still good if you could give us like a quick elevator pitch um, about the company and also about your role and uh, responsibilities at the company. Yeah, I would love to. And thanks for the invite, Sandra, and happy to be here today. So a bit uh, background on Sonnen. So we were founded in 2010, back then a pioneer in energy storage. So homes were not using battery storage. And we came in and said, this is, this is a useful thing for you. We want to help customers use more of their own PV systems, where we had already seen photovoltaic uptake. And we wanted to help those customers become even more independent of some of those things Nigel already mentioned we've seen in the past about that changing energy world, the volatility that customers just wanted a bit more reassurance and a bit more independence. So that's where our battery came into play. And we didn't stay long in that battery space and said battery alone is not enough. So from our founders and, and the vision they had, they do want to take that old energy system and help it transform for the energy transition. So we very quickly made our batteries smart. So we added a Wi-Fi online functionality in 2012, which was still quite new back then. And we took a few years to study some of that data. It was nice for the customers because they could see in the app what was happening in their home. Also interesting for us because we looked at what was actually happening and were the batteries always at the same time charging, discharging or not. And we actually saw there was a bit of a balance here and there in in our own pool of customers that it balanced out in the end and we thought there's potential there why not use that um and we had always said and and from the customers that came in there was a strong we want to do something for the energy transition and it shouldn't be a one against the other nigel um so we put in our zone community <laughs> to show that together we can do a bit more and we took that concept of balancing one another out and pulled our customers together into a virtual pool. So we didn't leave it at the single household, but said, let's take this power of the community and do something for the grid and are now today actively helping to stabilize the grid as it is and helping it transition and be able to cope with the changes that come with the energy transition and the measures that we're doing to help fight climate change. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty interesting. Yeah, go ahead. No, just just quickly to, to my own role. So I've been with Zonin for four and a half years, so quite a long time uh, for Zonin. And I'm responsible for our innovation and intelligence. It's a bit twofold. So on the intelligence side, we observe the market and see what's happening on, on a trend side, a market sizing, competitors or customer needs, how they're changing, how they are today. And then using that knowledge then to innovate and think about what does that mean for our own business model and how can we help customers even more on their own journey and what kind of aspects can we address there. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty interesting because building on what Nigel was saying, right, you're already explaining us that Son went through that journey from, let's say, a, a normal manufacturer in getting into the energy retail space um, as well. 
But then if you are saying, okay, now you're working on an innovation, what, what do you see as the next development step? Like what, what do you see? What will happen? What will happen next? Or what is asked from the customer side? Yeah, so we see um, some challenges coming, of course, if we have more renewables in the grid, that there is volatility that increases because energy sources are not always available constantly and that there is a bigger need for flexibility and where often a lot of the, the literature or the public discourse is quite negative about electric vehicles or um, heat pumps being installed about their strain on the grid, we actually see quite a big potential there. So not only for our own customers to help them transition and really decarbonize their homes by helping them install these technologies, but also leveraging the power of these technologies, because although they consume energy, they are quite a big flexibility source that if we shift the times they're using energy, we can actually help these assets integrate and to not have them be a problem on the grid. So we see quite a big potential there to expand also our own virtual power plants and increase the power we do have behind the Zon community. Mm -hmm. And Nigel, how how do you see it, right? Like if you would, yeah. if you if you're thinking about like what are the important elements of the energy supplier or retailer of the future, right? What what are the elements there? Well, um, um, Christina sort of name checked quite a few of them uh, right there. We, we talk a lot at Delta about a customer journey of um, engagement, empowerment, and collaboration. And I think in Sonnen's journey, you can actually see all of those. So Sonnen's customers are quite engaged anyway, otherwise they wouldn't be Sonnen's customers. So that's something, they an advantage they've had. Um, the rest of the, the market has now got the same advantage because one of the good things about the crisis is it, it's engaged people with energy. Now everybody is thinking about energy. They did, five years ago, they didn't care. Now they care. Um, but then it's about empowering customers and collaborating with them to co-create the, the, the green energy future. In terms of the key components, well, it's really interesting, of course, that Sonnen comes from a manufacturer background, but effectively morphed into this energy manager type of supplier. So it doesn't follow that the suppliers will win or manufacturers will win. You know, the, the field is open and, and there are lots of people who could play there. You know, the banks could play there because they could finance this. Green finance is going to be a big part of this. And, and digital to make sense of it. So digital's the glue that pulls it together and presents it to the customer in a way the customer understands. If I just wondered if I could ask you a question directly, uh, Christina, around finance, because what you've described sounds really great, but it sounds really expensive right, from a customer point of view. I mean, how, how is the, how's the customer? Do you get involved with green finance or are you aiming at a niche, you know, very affluent, market who doesn't have to worry with finance because they just pay cash yep good question it is a big uh, hurdle for many households so what we do at least uh, see with the solutions we have in the market we want to help customers on the cost side as well so so yes it is a big upfront investment they're making but over the lifetime we help them reduce some of those running costs uh, or manage those costs better so we also have our zone and flat which is our electricity contract that we provide to customers to give them 
a zero bill energy contract over the year balanced out with the community to have them better manage their own costs. And if they are then in the virtual power plant, which they are when they have the sun and flat, we also give them a financial benefit for participating. So we do see on, on the upfront investment cost side that over the lifetime, we are comparable to other competitors and we help them get more out of what um, they've invested in. We did have a financing proposition already in Germany. So we had Zonin Now that we introduced 2019, which is exactly that, where they didn't pay upfront, but instead were financing their own system. They paid a monthly fee and then they got PV battery from us. It was more difficult to bring into the market. And we did um, with the boom last year, push this back a little bit, but there are options we are re-exploring now because our vision is not just those affluent households, but we do want to help everyone on their own journey. So it is an option we're now re-exploring. What can we do to help that even more? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we, I mean, if I listen to you both, right, it sounds really exciting and um, a lot is going on and I hear financing and virtual power plants and communities and balancing, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, I can imagine that getting this kind of information on the customer side is not always easy, right? Because if we want to explain that to our grandmas or aunts or uncles or someone, I mean, if you come around with a virtual power plant, they look at you with big question marks. <laughs> so how... How do you see that, Christina? Like, how is Sonnen trying to solve that, let's say, communication and value proposition transfer challenge, let's say? Yeah, also a good question. So we, I mean, as you said yourself, a virtual power plant as such, no one's going to know what, what is that for me. So we focus more on communicating the benefits behind that. So when we've even talked to our customers who are in the virtual power plant and asked them, why did you actually join? And uh, no surprise, financial benefits and the financial earnings, the rewards they got back was one of the main drivers, but also the factor that they're helping to stabilize the grid. So this one is a bit more difficult to communicate, but we have done a good job in terms of combining the community into that, because I think being a part of something, doing something together is something you're able to better um align with or relate with in comparison to here's a net uh, grid stabilization measure. So in terms of really the story we pulled up around the virtual power plant is what I think made that proposition easier to understand and to say, oh, that's quite a cool thing. I want to join. And I mm -hmm. think in the future, there is still or even now a lot to do to make a lot of these propositions that are out there in the market. And there should be many different players offering these propositions really easy and to understand one and also easy to participate in. Yeah. And how, how do you see it, Nigel? I mean, if, if I look at the different elements that you are describing in your research, right? What is how, how do you see the role of, of communication, right, or of translating, let's say, the energy talk to something tangible to the consumer? Yeah, it's a great question because as an industry, we've been terrible at that historically. Um, and, and of course, because we're a commodity, you know, that sort of suggests they're all the same, right? And this is not the same. This is so different. So what do we lead with? How do we even open that conversation up? Um, I think Christina's right. We start with 
we, we start with the benefits and there are clear benefits and the benefits are about cost, about going green, which is a secular trend. All of our research shows it's not a cyclical trend, it's a secular trend. Um, and we believe an unstoppable one. But also this thing about control. Um, it's something that we underestimate a lot in our industry. We, we, and, yet, and yet our whole history is about, we've always had insurance in energy, right? Boiler insurance, heat pump insurance. These have been there for decades. Customers want to feel controlled. Well, this is a form of control. It's given me control over volatility. Call it insurance, if you like. So it's about selling an experience of a, a green future, but also a sun and flat. Okay, I've, I've nailed this to the ground. I'm in control of this. It's flat. Flat's good. Flat's a really great story because, like, I can stand on that. It's not going to bubble about. It's flat. Um, so I think I think those are all key messages. I would add on one more thing, if I may. They're all part of the upfront marketing, but there's also once I'm a customer. And I'll be interested to hear what Christina's response to this is. Once I'm a customer, yeah, this could get quite comfortable, uh, com uh, complicated. Okay, I've got solar, maybe I've got a battery, maybe I've got an EV. You know, it's all there's lots of different moving parts. There's a clever flat tariff when I'm trading with my community. Although I may understand it, what I want to know is what can I do? What should I do right now? to get the best deal? What levers can I, can I pull today to make it better? And that's to me and to us where the digital comes in and the front end. You, you give me a simple conversation that I can understand. Don't dazzle me with tech. You know, I'm impressed with your tech. It must be clever. I don't understand it. So it must be clever, right? But the trouble is it might, can be too clever. So I need, you, we need to get that digital front end right once I am a customer, as well as selling the benefits before I join. Yeah. So I don't know what your view is, Christine, in terms of how Sonnen have worked on that digital piece um, or on, you know, giving the customer that simple set of choices and understanding of how to operate this thing. Yeah, I think that's a great point, And I would agree. I think it's not just about the run up to the decision itself on having a great promise and a great idea of uh, how is this going to help me and how will this benefit me. But then seeing as I use this device or this contract that I've just bought, how is it actually helping? So we do have uh, our app that customers use once they've installed the system where they can see how much electricity is left um, on their Zonin flat um, because they do get a free allowance and, and they can see throughout the year how much have I used, where am I? We also show them when a virtual power plant itself is active so that they know, okay, the battery is doing something odd and maybe the sun is shining, but it's actually discharging uh, to help educate them on that front. And we do see a very high level of engagement with our customers where they're going in multiple times a day to check the app and see what's happening with their system. And I think it is a very nice thing to see, hey, I'm producing my own energy here. It's being stored. I don't need it right away. And in the evening, when I come home from work, I can use it. So this is quite an engagement factor. And I think from the control you mentioned there more on the transparency, I think is super important to show customers. We didn't just promise you something, but it's actually happening in reality. And here are the clear benefits of the system you have installed. Yeah. 
And probably um, Nigel adding also on that part of the digitalization, right? What we see in general in the market are, let's say, two main plays to manage this kind of integration and control issue where you have one set of solution, let's say like, like Sonnen is doing, you have, let's say a full package where you get a inverter and you get storage and you get a heat pump and charger and everything is integrated within one app and you can have all the data in, in one point, let's say, which makes your life easier. And then the second game is that you have just technology providers who are offering, let's say, home energy management systems or integration levels, either software or hardware based. And they take it, let's say, step by step, right? They take yeah. one manufacturer after the other. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think there is no no right or wrong. It's just like how much work it is and how big might be your, your customer segment, right? Yes. I, I... Yes, the, I mean, clearly what Sonnen are doing is the more advanced model of, you know, it's the whole, the whole show. What's, but I, I think you're right, Sandra, for, for what we're seeing is as an industry, people are trying to work out, do we sell this complete package or do we layer layer different solutions on over time? You know, when, when we first started, I'm saying we, meaning the energy industry here, so showing my background. But when we start, first started with packages, you know, there was this flood of tariffs plus smart thermostat or tariffs plus something else, right? And and and, and you'd get a package and you'd buy it together. Now, that that whole idea, I think, or it's it's changing, right? Now you will get a, a tariff that's capable. You maybe get a tariff that's with a smart meter and then because you've got a smart meter maybe you'll get a time of use tariff and then because you've got a time of use tariff hey ho you can you can do something clever with that ev that your employer has given you and oh now i've got that oh, really? and uh, we find a lot of EV, new ev drivers start thinking about solar so a bit later they get solar so you get this journey they go on where they come into the new energy world and the customer reframes themselves as a new energy believer Whereas, and I use the word advisedly, I think there is an element of belief as signing on to this world. And, 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 um, and that's quite controversial, right? We started off on the fringe, it was all niches, but now this stuff makes people fight. You know, it makes them, those who are outside quite, get quite annoyed about it and those on the inside can be quite zealous. But we've got to offer, what that really means is different people are at different stages on their journey and we've got to offer flexible solutions that allow them to come in over time something like Sonnen on the face of it is like an end game but I mean I don't know presumably Christina you've got you know you can just buy bits of this thing right and you can add them over time and and that is how I see it I don't know if you want to comment on that, Christina, but that's how we tend to see packages being developed over time now, rather than sold in one chunk. That's that's basically the point. Yeah, I love that analogy. I think uh, the journey aspect is quite important because, yeah, there's a general consensus on the motivation behind joining, but everybody's at a different stage when they come in or it's uh, they start with mobility and then move on from there. And we at Zonin are also shifting i mean we've had the our zone flat uh, you can also have a zone home contract from us so customers who have just an electricity contract 
um, if they know the brand and they, they want to also sign up to the story. And what we've done most recently when our team was looking at the heating science, so a very huge sector that still needs to be decarbonized, thinking about how can we integrate that to the Zon community? We've uh, come to realize quickly that this whole package of everyone buys everything at once, it would be nice, but it's quite a high upfront cost and quite difficult that um, there will be people who come in from the heat pump side and then choose to add PV and battery later, or they're coming from the Zonin side with PV battery and want to add that heat pump. So we said there's we want to figure that out and we collaborated with two heat pump OEMs, so Nibe and Fiesman, and we're integrating their systems into our energy management. And you don't need to install any hardware there. It's just software that once both systems are installed, they find each other in the local network and then they're connected. And those assets can then benefit from the Zonin story as well. So we ourselves are also shifting from that. Um, and I think personally, it's nice to see players in the industry collaborating on this instead of everyone trying to build their own system up. And that we're opening ourselves there and saying, hey, let's do this together and bring these sectors closer so that that entry point doesn't have to be the full package. Mm -hmm. But then how would you see then the future of the of the general market? Because if, if you're saying there are, let's say, groups of companies building up, we might end up with five to 10, let's say, full integrated solutions or would there be still room for also fragmented uh, offerings or how would you both see it? Happy, happy to answer first, Nigel, and then you can add on. So I think we it definitely won't be a group of companies just owning that space. I'd like to think we also are a bit of a pioneer again at this stage. So we started with battery only, then we did our virtual power plant, and now this integration of really bringing, we already have our EV charger, and now bringing in also the heat pump side that we're just starting because there is no way, there's no easy option today to integrate these assets. So we've started with these two companies, but our goal is to have a wide array of manufacturers within that. And we are looking at standards. I think this would maybe also be a question I would have for Nigel. Do you see any standard in the market for communication that is emerging or you think you would bet on? And I think the industry is not yet aligned on this one, but we are also exploring them so that in the future, it won't be these group of companies who've made the solutions or made the connection to one another but rather more easy to put the puzzle together. Well, yeah, um, I think I'd agree with that. Um, we, we see interoperability as the, a really vital issue, um, you know, as we move towards a more open market. I, th I think the idea of a, markets tend to grow from closed to open over time. Um, and, and I think we'll see something similar, possibly matter, you know, is the, promising protocol for smart home products. Um, I'm not a technician and my colleagues in, in home energy management at LCP Delta are, um, but that seems a, a, pro a promising attempt uh, as, as good as we've seen so far. Um, in, in any event, there will be closer integration. It, it's just a case of how it happens. Uh, it, for contrast, okay, you know, I've got an EV with an EV app. I've got solar with a solar app. I've got a heating system with a smart thermostat. I've got an app for my supply. I have one banking app. 
that does everything, right? Why have I got four or five different energy apps? <laughs> Clearly, this is nuts, and, and you know, because I'm one customer, and that's what will happen as we get more deeply integrated. We, um, it's just a case of how long it takes and and how how hard it is to to get. But we, we as I said, we are seeing this moves, and 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 Christine is talking about partnership. That's that's the first step towards interoperability. Um, but you have to be extremely powerful in industry to really go with closed protocols. And I don't think we're seeing that. There is no Apple in our industry. You know, there's nobody on that scale who owns the market. Um, what we're, we're not even sure who will become that energy manager of the future. Will it be suppliers? Will it become manufacturers like Sonnen that morph into it? You know, as I said before, in practice, it's more likely to be these partnerships um and that's the way we see the future but but yeah um so so yeah so probably to add on this as well um i just recently published also a, a blog with regards to standardization and uh, as an add-on what we see interestingly is the later the technology kicked off in the energy industry the more standardized it is so have a look at the charge points who are all talking through ocpp or most of them, let's say. So it's more or less a standard protocol. Whereas if you look at most of the inverter manufacturer, they all have their own individualized um, APIs or Modbus interfaces, etc. But uh, fully agree with both of you. First of all, it can only work with a, with a partnership um, approach. And the second thing might be that it's more a matter of development. And until then, we have to face the the challenge and and work us uh, through through that right of for the integration. Um, then normally what we what we do then with regards like at the end of the of the podcast is we have our crystal ball question right, and so just have a thought. You are now in twenty twenty eight, which is not too far out. How how would you see the market evolve probably first for, for Nigel? Do you think these kind of fully integrated energy management solutions will be a niche or will be broadly spread across all customer segments? Um, I'm, I'm really bullish, actually. Um, I think we're seeing an alignment of the planets um, as it were, a lot of things come together and line up quite nicely um, around and, and things we hadn't even expected, like AI that will help with the front end. Um, so, yes, I'm very bullish. I think we will see um, we're, we've just put together a tariff database of 400 different smart tariffs across Europe. You know, I'm not talking about something that's tomorrow. I'm talking about something that's today. OK, that we've, we've got loads of evidence that shows that the market is getting smarter and and the digital glue is available through smart meters and apps and ai the banks have made their moves they made some extraordinary commitments we could we've had a couple of podcasts on green finance and uh and we're now at the tipping point in terms of solar and evs in particular i believe evs are the killer app so we've got these extraordinary drivers plus policy is a tailwind so yeah, I, I, 
um, I think companies that that take that customer centric energy management view, whether that's coming at it from a storage perspective, like somebody like Sonnen or a, a pass through product, but like an honest broker, like a Tibber, somebody like that, who's who's just it's a pass through product. They're not making any money out of, of supplying power. Um, they make money out of helping me get better with my energy use. So they're an energy manager. So yes, very bullish. That's the clear direction of travel. And if you said three years, I might have been scratching my head, but with five years, <laughs> I'm feeling very confident um, uh, that, that we've, we've got a bit of a runaway train on our hands. So yes, that's my prediction. So um, then Christina, how big is, is your market share going to be? No, um, uh, no, no numbers, right? Um, requested, but... Um... How how do you see it, right? How how will also probably the competitive landscape evolve? Do you see more companies coming up? Will more customers ask for these kind of solutions? What is your point of view? Yeah, I would agree with or also be bullish like Nigel. I think um, by that time we will see that homes are a vital component of the energy system. And we do firmly believe that um, there won't just be singular assets in homes that are just having one function, like to be driven or to heat the home, but that they'll have a secondary function or even more as well, so that we just see more and more intelligence in the home and, and the use of these assets, not only for that singular home, but also having a functionality in the energy grids. Because if we do want to reach a lot of those renewable targets, we need solutions that help the system counteract the volatility and the, the problems that do come with it um, and want that grid to be future proof itself. And I think from, from the player landscape itself, I don't expect a consolidation until then. I think there is still a lot of room to innovate and a lot of room for propositions for further customer segments to also engage those that today may be a bit more laggard or don't know yet that they also can play an active part. So I think there's a lot of potential for us to grow and I think we will grow, but I also think there's a lot of room for further propositions. And I think that's what the market needs. As we talked about journeys, they're also unique. There will not be a cookie cutter version that will work for everybody, but we need a lot of solutions um, to help us achieve the energy transition we're hoping to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I think also building on, on what you're both uh, saying, what you can what you can see if you're taking a step back on one side, it's what the consumer is asking for, right? Because otherwise it's getting too difficult with all the different suppliers and how to bring that together in a home and how how to integrate and how to have just one app instead of five apps on the phone to have control, right, Nigel, what, what you were mentioning. And then on the other side, that it's also, I think, crucial for, for building up sustainable business models also from a company perspective, right? Because selling hardware gives you a one-time revenue, um, selling kilowatt hours gives you recurring revenue, but on a smaller level, let's say. And the combination of both, right, then also including virtual power plant services, grid stabilization, et cetera, uh, can give a quite nice combination um, to hopefully um, build up a really sustainable business, which I think Sonnen is already proving that, it, that it's really working out. So is there, as, as a last summary, is there in one sentence something that 
stood out for you from our discussion or surprised you or that you might want to add as your last quote to all our listeners? Christina, you want to start? Sure. So I think um, what I would take away is that um, the parameters that we need and the technical solutions are there. We just need to make sure that we can bring these different parameters together in a way that makes sense for consumers so that really more do join that transition. I do firmly believe that we will get there and have that growth there. But those propositions behind uh, to really make them easy, easy to understand, easy to adapt um, in their own journey is crucial. Yeah. Um, I'd agree with Christina's point about integration, effective integration. But the, the one I would add is interesting here, hearing your experiences, uh, Christina. The one I would add is we've become this schizophrenic market. Okay. You know, energy is traditionally a defensive play, right? If, you know, when the market was down, you bought utilities, nice, boring stocks that generated a steady income. Now we're talking to a company like Sonnen that's doing something nuts, really crazy stuff with tech and bringing it all together and making it sing, right? So we have this twin track market. And, and I would challenge people listening to this to act a bit more, a bit more like a growth stock and a bit less like a value stock, because we spend too much time saying where are the immediate in the in the incumbent world saying where are the immediate revenues from this and that's not what this is this is much more like growth the revenues are five years away once we've made this thing sing but we've got to get the integration right first but my there's a big prize at the end of it there's so much value to be had if we can deeply integrate these tools but we're actually a growth industry not a value industry and a lot of people have got that wrong so it's, it's really exciting to talk to you christina and if I may add something, if you had sure. asked five years ago, any grid operator, what do you need from us? No one would have said, please aggregate tiny distributed batteries together and provide grid services for us. So it's, it is about um, being taking that risk and saying, I see the value and not just trying to please the current value. And I think that that's what we always believed. Um, don't wait for it to happen. Do it um, and see the possibilities. And I would say, everybody, please take those possibilities and create those propositions. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so it's all about execution and to make it happen, right? And bring us all one step forward. So then I would like to thank you very much for that exciting and interesting discussion, for the insights uh, that you both gave on the more, let's say, theoretical side and on the practical approach in the market. And um, looking forward to talk to you next time. And thank you for all our, to all our listeners uh, and looking forward to our next session, Talking New Energy, together with John again. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We are excited to bring you captivating conversations from the leading edge of Europe's energy transitions. If you've got suggestions for topics or guests for future episodes, please let us know. And if you're enjoying the podcast, then please do rate it and share it with colleagues. For show notes, transcripts and more, please visit lcpdelta.com.